Brotherhood of the Silver Screen coming back at you live from my base. And thanks to everybody for listening. This is the big ticket item this week. We're going to talk What's about. What's going on? We're going to talk about glass. I have Joey with me. <laughs> and Dove. They call me Mr. Glass. Well, yeah. That's pretty good, right? Eh. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. That's okay. Don't quit the your time approacheth. Finally, I can talk about this stinky movie. Yes, Joey's been waiting a long time to talk about this movie. We're going to get right into it. This is a movie came out recently, the third in a trilogy, uh, started by M. Night Shyamalan. Here is the, uh, the plot is security guard David Dunn uses his supernatural abilities to track Kevin Wendell Crumb, a disturbed man who has 24 personalities. That is the lamest plot um, yeah, summary yeah, I have I seen know. from IMDb. I, I feel like I feel like Some, you need to clarify though, because this has been a movie really under wraps, like kind of under people's radar. Yeah, and I feel like we need to clarify. M Night Shyamalan, who wrote and did he direct to Six Sense? Yep. Yeah, yes. wrote and directed yeah. Six Sense. Okay, so that's the guy, right? Just because I feel like there are a lot of people who I mentioned Glass to, and they were like, I don't know what that is, and I don't get what it's about. Right. And so he also wrote a movie called Unbreakable, and then he wrote a movie called Split. There were I think 13 years apart. Yeah, like Longer, a long 15 time years apart. apart. Yeah. Um, 15 years apart. Um, but they split was a sequel to Unbreakable, and this is the end of the trilogy. I just feel like we need to clarify that right off the bat for people who might be listening. Also, we're going to plaster a big old spoiler alert on this one. Yeah. yeah. We spoil we spoil every yeah, big ticket you, item. You might as well just skip well, this. I mean, you know, yeah. I just want to mean that. I just want, yeah, I just want to say that. I mean, we spoil every big ticket item, but... For some movies like Aquaman, it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't go this to one, see it. This one matters. You don't go to see it for like what, yeah, what yeah. happens you at must the end. Say, If you're listening, you must skip if you have not seen this movie. Yeah, if you've seen. Uh, or unless you don't care. You don't care. If you've seen one M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know that every one of his movies has a big twist at the end. Right. Some great, some not so great, but these are all good. So definitely check out the trilogy. Um, and, you know, if if you care. That's right. Yeah. Right. We're I do not care. That's okay. Every week we start with Dove. What are your thoughts on Glass Dove? I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was looking forward to it for a long time. There were some things that it, that are that were. It was very Shyamalan feeling. Yes. The way people acted. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very. Uh, but I was trying to think of some points to go over. Um, and I don't know. I I was just. I, it's kind of hard for me to explain it, but there are some things that I that I saw in here that I was really happy to see, mm-hmm. and I'll just start with with some normal ones. But anyway, they had some you know fighting that was going on with between um, dude. What's Bruce Willis's name in this? David Dunn. David Dunn. I'm sorry, um, and James McAvoy. By the way, who should have mad props, man? Um, to me, to me, this to me, his performance was Oscar worthy. To be I honest, I mean, he he just was was that? killing it in these roles. Wow. He he, James I have McAvoy? never seen. Yeah. Okay. It was you know I felt you know I'll start right there. Um, I have not felt a hate pity or hate funny like immediate switch to my emotions regarding his different characters mm-hmm. since Gollum. Really, right? I was thinking, like, when have I felt like this? It was mm-hmm. back when Gollum, you know, when he's pitiful, you're yeah. like in your total pity in your mind state, where you're just like, mm-hmm. I, I totally pity this dude right now. Yeah. And then when he's nasty, you're like, somebody please chop his head off. Mm. Yep. And when he, when he would switch between his different characters, you were like, uh, like the guy that that she's trying to help. Yep. Um, Kevin. Kevin. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I, the, how I feel towards Kevin is like completely opposite about how I feel towards the same dude. 
when well, he acts and, a different way. And, like, and Hedwig, because Hedwig's supposed to be, what is he, 10, I think? Nine. Nine, nine. nine years forever old. Forever nine. He's forever nine years old. Like, Hedwig is so disarming because this is a grown man in front of you, but he does such a good job of, like, being that childlike persona yep. that, like, you yep. immediately, initially, you're like, you want to kill this guy. Or you're like this guy's evil. You got to throw him in jail, and then suddenly he's a kid, and you're like, you're you're you got yeah. Uh, like even in a second movie, a movie we're seeing right. the second time, you're still disarmed by. I him. was I was aware and appreciative of, of of my feelings towards each one of these, yeah, characters that he played during the whole movie. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I have not felt this in a while. Like how yeah. this this immediate switch. And how you feel when he switches his character, my thoughts and my feelings go with him. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing to actually experience that in a movie. It really is. You yep. don't really get that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I was really cool. Some of the fight scenes were really cool when he first encountered him with the cheerleaders yep. in there. One thing that I've been lo- looking to see forever and just haven't, for whatever reason, I always thought like when big, when superheroes fought each other, See, this is why I really appreciate like realistic superhero stuff. Which is what this has always been. Yeah. Which, Which is what it's always been, right? Like. When you have Superman, okay, like when you have two super strong beings, right? Yeah. And someone picks up a huge metal beam and whacks the other guy with it. Mm-hmm. I always felt like the other guy isn't really going to go flying away. Yeah. It'll like bend around him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it'll, like if you hit somebody really strong with a two by four, it breaks and it yeah. doesn't hurt him. Yeah. Because it's of this world, the only thing that can really hurt is a punch from the other guy that's just as strong as you. Yeah. Right? And so they some of the fighting what the, I know this is little things that I noticed but I was happy about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were they were kind of grappling a little bit and he takes and he takes one of them I forget who it was takes the other guy and just runs him into one of the one of the big pillar beams yeah. and you see the whole place just kind of shake and the dust falls. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Thank you." Can we have? Can we start to have more of that? I just want to see one time Superman punch somebody and all the windows and everything around him just kind of explode. Uh, Stuff like that that you never see. The environment no. reacting to superheroes. Right, the environment reacting to these 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 two super powerful people. Mm-hmm. You know, like wind effects, things like that. Things blowing away when they connect with each other. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I don't see. What you see is a punch. They go flying through 10 buildings, and that isn't that satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. What was really satisfying to me was to see them inside there kind of throwing each other around, and it looked like they weighed – they had a lot of weight. It looked like they weighed 1,000 pounds each, and the whole building was, like, shaking because these two guys are fighting. Mm-hmm. That was neat. Um, but ultimately – I thought Mr. Glass was great, and I just, um, at the very end, and, and here we go talking about the end, uh, here's my thought. I said, this is how Batman should be. Yes, right. Right? Mm-hmm. You cannot, you know, th- these people, and, and she went through this whole thing about, she's like, this is what's, the, the whole thing about her being a part of this other group. Yeah. And I was like, this makes sense in a superhero world. If there were actual superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, for real, how would humans react? Yeah. Like that lady, there would be a group started. We are going to put a stop to this. Mm-hmm. That there would be a group like that that exists that that keeps them under wraps, mm-hmm. no question. Yeah, and she's like, "This has been working for ten thousand years until Mister Glass, until baby." Mr. Glass, and I was so satisfied. Like at the end, uh, you know, when he's going through all this, he's like, "He he was a step of all of you this entire time." Yeah, step ahead. You cannot you 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 try to fool him. You try to get him to screw up. And he planned the screw up. Right. You can't like he he was he was basically no human brain 
can can thi- outthink a superhuman level brain. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how I felt in this. Wow. They can't be stronger. I got goosebumps too when they were fighting and they had the cops against the beast. And, yeah. And they had the, the uh, Shyamalan had that shot of their legs. Mm-hmm. And you just see Bruce Willis, like you see his, his legs like grab and he just starts pushing all three, four of those guys. Backwards. I was like, that gave me goosebumps. I thought yeah. that was so cool. But anyway, I was like, uh, you know, and it made it made total sense that these people existed. Yeah. They were like, this has worked for 10,000 years. I forget what she said. Yeah, she said Forever. 10,000 years. She's like, this is what's been working for 10,000 years, you know, until. And I just thought, man, this is such such a cool. Um, he, he knew it the whole time. He knew he knows you exist. He's one step ahead of you. Mm-hmm. He, you, you cannot fake this guy out. And, if, and there was a point in the movie where I thought. For a second, yeah, like they're gonna screw it up. Uh, this lady outthought him or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She outsmarted him, right? And somehow you forget these stupid things. You remember when he's like, "Let's go through the hallway downstairs," right, in the elevator, right? And then as the movie goes on, you completely forget about that. Yeah, right. Until they bring it back again, mm-hmm. like like uh, um, with the with the top hats, with that with uh, yeah, with uh, the prestige. prestige. Yeah, you're yeah. like how, towards the end of it, you're like, how did I forget about that? that yeah, first right, scene? right, right, yeah. right. That explained the whole thing right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and where <laughs> right? he went into the computer room, he was typing in all that code. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, that was a big he, scene, but I was just like, I totally forgot. You forget yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. And Shyamalan knows this, right? right? The writers know you're going to forget it because the visuals are all you know, and he's recording the whole thing. And he knows it, and he's basically, and he knows he's going to die. Well, and when, the, when, the, the, when I mean, the thing is too is, is I mean, I guess in some ways, especially when you're planning twists like this, I guess you have to be kind of like a magician, kind of like that uh, yes, sleight of hand, sleight of hand yeah. hide, hide yeah. things in plain view, plain yeah, sight, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he, because I, I felt like Shyamalan was intentionally trying to divert your attention to for, to get you to forget those scenes because he does, he does give you that moment where Glass is surprised when he says, um, when he says to. Um, uh, what's the split character's name? Well, I guess he has a Kevin. bunch of names. Yeah, he's Kevin's. a bunch. Yeah, but um, but what did you say? The horde. Yeah, the horde. The horde. Yeah. But um, when he said when um when, when the girl explains to Kevin's character that um that about the bu- about the bus or the not the bus the train mm-hmm. the train and the fact that that's what that's what killed Kevin's father, right? Yes. Because remember, remember, Glass says because it's almost like Glass. You, you almost feel like Glass did mess up because he goes, "Don't tell him yet." And then right. and that's when and the, and so you almost feel like so it gives you this idea that like he did. Didn't see something coming. He did mess something up, and so therefore, like this is all not part of the plan. And then suddenly, but I it felt is. like I felt like when he said, "Don't tell him yet," he was saying, "This isn't the plan, just not now." Well, right, but right. It's, so he's like, so so yeah, so I'm gonna, I was going to tell him. It this. gives you that idea that that Glass can miscalculate. So therefore, later when he's really miscalculated, you think. That's it. Oh, gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, idea yeah. Of like it throws you off. Hand. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw that for a split second, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just like, mm, oh, please don't. You that's know, good movie ma- that's good movie making. I know it was. The, it was. I know, right? Yeah. It was plus that it, Batman thing is, again. Yeah, it was that this, Batman. This, it's like, it's like, please don't end like this. Yeah, <laughs> where, where he's a step behind and he gets beaten by this stupid people that are not as smart as you are. Yeah, please, please don't. And that just, and that's when it, they drop the bomb. Yeah, at the end, it was like. Dude, he knew the whole time. Right. He planned this all out. Yes, he, you you cannot. Nobody's smart enough. Yeah, no one's smart enough. He's a super and villain. He's, he's a, a super, super stinking villain. Yeah, and he know and he and he used totally. 
Use Dunn and the Beast to meet his 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 ends. Right, right. And I, I well, you know, to meet his end, but he also, I mean, he also cared about both of them. I think because the whole point has just been to prove that there are, yes. are yes. super beings right, out there, and right. so like, so he, I don't, so he, he still cared about them. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I, um, I mean, that, that's all I have to say. I don't, I don't be too long, but yeah. I, I thought it was great. I was really, really satisfied with how it ended and how he was in the end smarter than everybody else yeah he took down and that and that cool scene where that lady was walking through and she just stopped mm-hmm. and just screamed yeah she was yeah. just so i was like that it just it yeah. added weight to mm-hmm. um what he just did yeah he just upset the entire world yeah uh mm-hmm. because of his superhuman brain ability mm-hmm. and by the way like every single time someone touched him or something i was like yeah, I know. You notice that, like when the beast put his hand on him like that, I was like, "Oh, like everything to me was everything that happened to him was just so painful looking." Yeah, yeah. When he fell off his chair, like mm-hmm. I was, yeah, man. So anyway, there was a lot of cool feelings, things that that um, went along with this movie that most other movies don't do. Right. But I had I had a ton of fun watching it. I, I was satisfied at the end. Uh, Mr. Glass, you know, was, was just an awesome character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, and he yes. was definitely, they called it Glass, he was definitely the focal point mm-hmm. in this. And it wasn't, Dunn was a focal point in Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, right? yeah, they're all named after their... Split, yeah, yeah. was, was uh, he was a focal point. But this movie was about what Mr. Glass was doing. And yeah. I just, I, I loved it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with um, pretty much all of Dev's sentiments. Um I think for me, I think for me, what I think has been really cool, especially recently with Split and um, Split and Glass being happening while we're while we have all these other superhero films, right? Like we have the these like when Unbreakable was made, we didn't. Um, I mean, we barely had like Spider Man and X Men and stuff like that at that point. Let alone the DC, the the DC Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So to me, this movie almost came off as like a response to. Um, Hmm. to the most recent Avengers movie because we all know thought. we all yeah. know that most of them as as significant as it was that most of them are probably going to be back in in Avengers Endgame by the end of Avengers Endgame right I mean Disney can't even stop the the wheels enough to say okay here's a Spider-Man trailer he's dead but here's a Spider-Man trailer for right. his next one that happens after Avengers right so I mean it's pretty much already proved what everybody th- believes which is that everybody's just going to come back Right, and so this movie ends with that idea that there is a force stronger than these characters, and all of these characters are now gone. Right, like so, like the the whole movie is about about the three big characters developed over a trilogy that all die at the end. Right, and so to me that was like mm. that was much because this, I mean, because this is this series has always been about super beings, but has been has been kind of like focused and being more realistic and being more human. Um, I think that was a really cool kind of way to end it, mm-hmm. especially in response to the other superhero films we have to inevitably compare things to. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, the, so, the idea of what if real life superheroes were living with us? What would what would what would happen? What would kind of be? Well, what know, would, what mean, would what, it look what like? What would happen? Yeah. But also like like there, there's also again this is based in in real in our reality yeah. rather than kind of like a a very different reality where your heroes never really die and stuff like that. Yes. And so right, this, and so this right. is like, cause again, I, like there's, there is weight, but there's not really any weight to what yeah. Thanos did ultimately, because it's just going to be reversed. Right. This is not right. the same thing. Right. Right. That, that, that to me, why it was like, so kind of poignantly cool. That it was stuck right between the first and the second one. I almost wonder if they, I almost wonder if Shyamalan had that in mind and they rushed it. Bec- and like they, cause I mean, this comes out two years after 
after split. Right. Whereas we had like 15 years before the other two. So right. it almost, it almost, it doesn't feel, the movie doesn't feel rushed, but in terms of timeline, I was, I right. was a little surprised to see this one coming out as quickly as it did. Hmm. I, I know they wanted to well, capitalize on success. They're all getting older, success. man. They're all getting That's older. True. Yeah. I know they wanted to capitalize on success, but still it just, it just surprised me. But then I was like, actually this was like the perfect place for this movie to be right between right, right after uh, the first Avenger or the, yeah, the first half. Yeah, of that's a, that's so, an interesting. Thought. So um, that was something that I thought was was really cool. Um, I also think that, like I said, to me, this is I, I guess if we're again if we're thinking about the category of superhero films, this is probably the first um, acting display from any actor, James McAvoy, that I've seen that should be like Oscar worthy. Mm. Um, other than other than yeah, he's to, incredible. Well, I mean, to me, I mean, to me, that was one of the best, if not the best, thing this movie did in some ways. Was because again, this is only two years after we've we've only really splits really like right in our minds, and the fact that he was able to pull it off in a way that it still felt new a second movie in to me that was like the like unfortunately we never got to see any more from Heath Ledger's The Joker mm-hmm. because um, of Heath Ledger's um, death, but Heath Ledger's death, but um, I mean to me this was like right up there. Like a great performance and in split, incredible performance and in split. But okay, like it's it's gonna. It, to me, I was like, I was like, one of the biggest things they have to focus on is making sure this isn't stale, or this isn't like like okay, it's just kind of in there now. And they did right, like right. to me, it was almost more interesting right. the second time round. The way he was able to, I mean, he was, and I was like, okay, they're probably it's probably gonna be interesting because they're probably gonna give us new. Um, new personalities, but they all, I think we only saw like one or two others that we didn't see from the first one. It yeah. was primarily the same personalities. He just did them so fast and was yeah. so intricate and all of it. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. it was really good. And you could see who Crazy. the, like the ruling personalities were and it kind, yep. of, kind of like there was some fog that was lifted for me about like who, who were these personalities and you found out like, you know, who was kind of like in charge, who was being fooled, yeah. who was being used, who was, who was using who and all yep. that kind of stuff. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is, are those your thoughts, Joe? You have anything? Yeah, else? yeah. I mean, no, I just I, I, have, I have a little bit more, but yeah. Um, I also loved that that they brought the original kid actor back. Yes, I like that too. I thought he was great. Yeah. Yes, they brought him back and they made him like an Oracle type character. Yeah. I thought that was yes. So, so cool. I thought it was cool too. And I you know what? He didn't so look cool. bad either. Sometimes that are kid like the the kids kid actor, up. they yeah. look good as kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This kid grew up. It's like dang, he did. He looks. Why isn't he more? Yeah, that's well, I question. thought maybe there might be like like done passed on the, the yeah, ability right. to him, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you could almost keep the series going with that kid. Yeah, you, yeah. you probably mm-hmm. could. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna do it that. No, they're way. not gonna. But I mean, like you could. You yeah, could. I thought he. I thought There's potential there. I'm like, why hasn't this guy been in more movies? Yeah, yeah. Where is he? Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, he, he looks good. He acts well. I was like, well, whatever. Well, the but smart right. the, the smart people get into acting and then realize they should get out of acting. So. <laughs> So, yeah. so maybe he's. Maybe yeah, I'm he glad they the, brought him back. Maybe too. he was just a smart one, but to see him back, like the original actor, to see him in that such a cool position, like working with his dad. Yeah, we didn't have yeah. any of this like stupid like teen angst stuff. Where yeah, he yeah. and his kid don't like each other anymore because of some some unforeseen circumstance yes. that happened between you, movies. You yes. don't understand me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have like David Dunn, who's like drunk, who's like a drunk. Right. Now. Right. Yes. His sons. His sons off doing yeah. something. Else. And his sons always right. And he's gonna come back and apologize. All the time to his teenager. Actually, yeah. He had his own uh, company started. Yep. Yeah. He, own, he actually like own security company. Yeah. Own yeah. security company. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So there was makes yeah. sense. Yep. 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 So yep. it was it was really cool yeah. to it was really cool to see that. The other thing um the other thing I thought they did really well was the 
um, the way the uh, what was her name the uh, Casey Cook lady. Yes. oh no no, um, um, no not Casey Cook Ellie sorry. Staple Ellie Staple yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the way Ellie Staple essentially tried to convince them right I mean it I, I thought it was really interesting and just to get philosophical for a second too just like from a from stuff I've seen in, in other people's lives and in my own life from a from a faith standpoint too right that we've that just this way that um, you know there are there are things that have happened in both especially in David Dunn's life right in Unbreakable things that happened that are obviously like point to his superpower right? right like you can't deny them yeah right? right but she's still able to convince him to doubt right right and so it was just it was so interesting to me from a faith standpoint just the way I've I've in my own life and I've seen other people do that where there are just obvious things that have have been been like like God is obviously the author of this thing in your life. But yeah, you know, time passes and you you forget it, and then yes. you start to doubt it, and you start mm-hmm. to wonder, okay, was that was that even real, right? Right. And so and so, because again, it was like the same thing to me. Like it was just cool to see the way they played that off and the way he doubted himself, but didn't like doubt doubted his power, but but didn't doubt it to a point that it got ridiculous. Or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you know, didn't think of himself. He still was always set on on stopping the bad guys, but he just right. he he wondered. He he was like how. How can somebody believe this? You know, and so it was just interesting. It was cool to me. So yes. to see that. Yeah, and and that and that goes back to um, the difference between uh, you know a superhero who doubts his powers and a Christian who has an objective source. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have an objective source. Their source was experience, which was easy to explain away. Yeah, you know that's why as, we as Christians we don't we don't appeal to experience because it can be explained away. Yeah, you know you can explain any experience away. You know even if you believe in experience, you can still explain it away somehow with using other experience. You know, side ten Bruggenkate, my favorite. Um, uh, Christian apologist says, you know, you know, we as Christians will say, oh, I believe in God. Why? Oh, because I have a beautiful daughter. And, you know, how in the world could evolution be true? I have this beautiful daughter. You know, she's amazing and blah, 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 blah. Tomorrow you run over her with your car. Now you're back to there is no God, mm-hmm. you know, because authority yeah. is your, your, your authority is experience. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, the Bible is so important in our lives because it doesn't appeal to experience. Yeah. You know, there's Pete uh, and uh, Peter, you know, he's talking about, um, he's talking about, when uh, you know, I was there. I saw Christ transfigured. I saw Moses and Elijah. Mm-hmm. We were there. Me, me, and Jimbo and Jack. We saw the whole thing. Yeah. And um, but he says, you know what? I say this all the time. But you know what? He says, you know what's better than that? The Old Testament. He says the Old Testament is better than that, which you would do well to, to pay attention to. Yeah. Experience is all well and good. You know, he had the most, you know, all these people who, who are in church, we sing these songs all the time. Oh, reveal yourself to me. I want to see you in your glory and all that kind of stuff, you know, which you would, you would die. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, 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 and when you look at the Bible and you look at, you know, the experiences people had of seeing the Lord in his glory, it's never followed by, wow, that was great. Woo. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. It's always followed by intense fear and, yeah. and regret and uh, you know shame. shame because of who you are. Because you're so you're yep. so lowly. You're, you're, like, so, you're less. You, you realize you're your just, own sin. Yeah, you're, you know. Yeah. And when people are like, "Oh, I want to see the Lord in His glory," I'm like, "No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you do not." Uh, almost even with the angel of the Lord experiences, when people saw the angel of the Lord, they were always afraid. Mm-hmm. They were always afraid. Yeah, or it, yeah, either that or they were they were always falling on their face somehow. Yes. Whether it be in fear or worship or something. Yes. Uh, in falling on your face, you know, laying your face to the ground is a physical act of I am nothing compared to you. I am, mm-hmm. I am, I am, I am like this dirt right. in your presence. Right. It's not a. Uh, you're right. It's not like this immense joy. Right. Right. Like 
wow, you know, right. there, there there are wow moments. I think when uh, when John, you know, when with the vision of heaven and revelation, he was wowed, you know, in fear. Yeah. Um, but usually when they see, you're right, when they see God in any way, it's it's like a hit of. I'm nothing. I'm. I am. Right. Don't kill me. Yeah. I, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm. 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 Surrender. Yeah. You know. It's. Yeah. It's. It's very. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Those types of feelings. You're yes. right. Yeah. And so that's why you know this movie I think was so was so good in that regard of how they were able to convince even the audience. Wow, this all really might be fake. Mm-hmm. You know that they really right. just might be able to explain this away. And and it was it was the fact that that could be true. See, you would never be able to get away with that in the Marvel universe. You'd never be able to do that. You'd never be like, well, you know, these can be explained away. But Shyamalan did just such a good job of of using this and making this such a realistic movie in the physics and what was going on that there 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 was a plausible explanation for what was going on that was grounded in natural physics. Yeah. And 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 they did such a good job of even messing with the audience because they were in, in, in messing with the main characters. You were also messing with the audience. Yep. Right. And and so talking about this film, like again. What you said about, I'm so glad that they used Spencer Tree Clark um, as as his son again, his actual yeah. son. Yep. And and what you said before is our problem with Star Wars. You know, they 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 ended um, Unbreakable with a strong bond between Dunn and his son, yep. David and Joseph, and they began uh, this movie. Uh, I don't know with a strong bond. Yep. You, you know, you never and, see that. Yeah, and you you picked that up again. You picked up right where you left off, and and that's our problem with the Star Wars films. You, you come back in and, and, and it's back to square one. It's After all that hard work, just it's just Star back Wars. to square one. It happens all the time with the stinking Marvel movies too. Yeah. They just have to like turn around and have the, some some semblance of the same thing again. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's some, yeah. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's, why, that's why I get is, frustrated. It's like, it's like, oh, we're just retreading ground at right. this point. Right. And that's why I get frustrated with, with, um, with film, with especially superhero films or like films with groups of people where it's like a sequel where you start off with like the first one and you develop these strong bonds with each other. And then you're like, okay, we're all on the same mission here. And the next one you have infighting and bickering. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I hate it too. I know. It's so, so sick it's of that. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I sick know. of that. I'm so sick of that. It's such a go-to plot device. I'm so sick of it. Anyway, but uh, talking about this film, you know, I was talking with Jeff um, today at Mission Barbecue, one of my favorite places. I'm sorry I didn't invite you and Athena. <laughs> um, right. But actually, Yara and I and Jeff were all talking about the film. And... Um, uh, Jeff brought up some 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 really legitimate points that made me think about it. W- one thing he brought up was the fact that he wished, and I think Brad, you agree with this one too, that that the, I have some things to say. Yeah, the 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 feats the feats of superhero strength should have been a little more obvious. You know, um, you know, uh, what's his face? A glass says to David Dunn, "You're only using ten percent of your potential." And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh okay. So what's a hundred percent? You know, right. we never saw it." Because he was still only using apparently ten percent, you know. Uh, I wish that he would have busted down that steel door with one push, you know. But he took him like you know ten or twenty, you know, rams on that door to get it down. Right. But if it is true that he was really only using ten percent, then he should have barreled right through those riot police like no problem at hundred percent. And when he was like bending, I don't remember the st- him telling him ten percent? Yeah. Did he say that? He was, was unbreakable. Was that unbreakable? No, 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 no. No, that was in the because film. I don't, I don't remember. He said you're. All, he, he said it to him while David Dunn was in his. Uh, room and glass got a tr- control of the comms, and oh. this is right before he said you sh- you can break down that steel doors. Right before he said that, he said to him, "You're only using ten percent of your potential with um uh, with, with, with these local crooks. You know the oh. people that you've been fighting these right, last right. twenty years. You've only using ten percent." And um, 
and, and so I'm like, okay, we're going to see 100%, but we never did. And I was disappointed that, like, he, I mean, he should have really been plowing through those riot police, like, no problem. And, and like, where he was bending the bar, like, I felt like he should have just been, like, shunk, you know, like, and right. bend it in one, in one push, you know. But it was like, this is taking a little bit too long. And that's probably my biggest concern was that the, the supernatural feats of strength that they're going to impress the world on YouTube with, I was like, people could have been like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not that impressive, you know. Um, I, you know, I definitely when I'm sitting on my bed and I have a day off and, you know, I'm just trying to wake myself up and I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm watching these videos. Sometimes you see things more amazing on those videos than you do on what you saw there uh, in glass, you know. I know, but that kept it grounded in that realism that I think we've all praised about the films. So I didn't. I, didn't I, know. I know, but I, I felt like he could have made it a little more supernatural. He could have gone a little bit further because, Maybe. especially with him saying, he shouldn't have said 10% then. You're well, only using 10% of I your mean, this potential. Is it's a possibility he was lying. It's a possibility that he, he, you know, that he knew that if, if David just believed a little bit more in himself, that he'd be able to knock the door down, which is ultimately what he wanted. There's no way that that was presented that way, though. There, I mean, there's just no yeah. way. I mean, Glass, Glass never lies to David about things like that. He would never lie to David about things like that. And I was like excited to see, you know, 100% of his potential. But Dev, I also agree 100%. At the end, I, I felt, too, like they had better not end it right now. You know I mean? Like, I, I felt like, please don't end it. I would have been and, really angry. And then at the end, when she started to realize, realize, oh, my gosh, we've been had, you know, and I was like, yes, yes, this is what it's supposed to be. And, and another thing, too, that they did in this, in this, that was so great in this film was they reminded us that Mr. Glass really was crazy, though. He really was cr- crazy. Yeah, he's insane. He's insane. Yeah. All right, he's he's not a super smart guy just trying to expose superheroes. He really is an insane person. Yeah. And and he's dangerous. You know, that, that scene where he's looking up at... Um, the horde and he's like you know they they thought they almost had thought i was crazy Shyamalan took that t- moment to remind us all that he really is nuts mm-hmm. and I'm, i was glad for that that he wasn't just like the super smart guy who was just trying to show the world superheroes he had i'm sure he had like 30 agendas you know um you know that that he but he uh, that he has not stated but he really was crazy at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you know um so, so the, the characters were so well done and so consistent with the 15-year the arc that was going on through this trilogy. Well, it does, it does beg the question, though, I was thinking that about his craziness. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not disputing his insanity, but in the same sense, it is, it is an interesting idea. Just when you saying that made me think about it. It is an interesting idea to kind of contemplate that. It, to kind of contemplate the way that, you know, in order for him to actually find superheroes and, and get them out there, I mean, if you have this this force above society effectively hunting down superheroes and, and quelling them before anybody knows about them, before they're able to do too much damage, that kind of thing, right? Uh, if you have that happening and he becomes, in his journey, he becomes aware of that way before potentially this movie, um, you know, then he, then, then it's, it's these, you know, then the idea that he, he causes these extreme things to happen and they happen without him ever really being having having an obvious hand on them it would explain a lot of that. You could almost explain that he was doing that because he saw it as being the only way to get to get the knowledge out there, the only way to operate when you have this group who, if he had a direct hand on anything, would have killed him immediately. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting too to think yeah. about just that, like he was almost kind of forced in that direction. Yes. Um, yeah. The, yeah, well, I mean, the, the, like I said about the 15-year arc, the way that they preserve the integrity of the first film mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, even referencing back and using original footage, mm-hmm. 
original footage yeah. of the first film. Yeah, I was blown away. I was, yeah. yeah, I was like, this this movie is so consistent with itself. I mean, this series is just so stinking consistent with itself. And and, and just to close out my segment on here, well, the, the icing on the cake for the whole thing was the name that they gave him. David Dunn. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. What they call the overseer? The overseer. Yeah. Yes. What so an cool. awesome name! That's yeah, his. That's his superhero. What an awesome it's, name! What is it? I guess it, it would be either the Beast or the Horde. Right. right? Yeah. Right. The, the Horde. Mr. Yeah. Glass, Mr. Glass and the Overseer. And the Overseer. That's so cool. I know. What a great name! Well, Mr. Glass called him that. Remember, he he's on the loudspeaker. Yeah, he called him that. He called him that over the loudspeaker. That was the first time I heard it. When? He was like, oh, yeah, because but, it was in the papers, right? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Glass over the loudspeaker called him that. He was saying something like, so whatever you decide to do, Overseer, you know. And oh, oh left- I his son was the first one to say that. They're calling you the Overseer. Right, his son, but right. Mr. Glass addressed, him. Ad- addressed oh. his title. Oh, addressed his title, He's like, right. I'm Mr. Glass. Right. You're, I'm not Elijah Price. I'm Mr. Glass. Right. You're not David Dunn. You are the Overseer. Right, right. I mean, yes, that was a really cool part of it, yes. too. Yeah, he's the Overseer. That totally just yeah. put it from, like, cool movie to awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. when, and I'm like, how has this name not been taken? You know, it's just such a cool name. I mean, it, it probably it has. Yeah, just, but. Probably has. But um, it perfectly describes him. And, and it just makes me wonder, man, Shyamalan, did you have this in mind the whole time, honestly? I mean, what, I mean, the movie's just so consistent with itself. Yeah, I was going to say, it was probably was... I mean, he probably did have a lot of this in mind. I, he probably had to sell... I mean, the way Split is almost not related to the other movies until the very end. Right. I mean, it almost makes you wonder, because yes. Unbreakable did not do super well in theaters. Mm-hmm. And so, and especially considering how well Sixth Sense did, they were probably like, okay, we're not going to greenlight another one of these. Right. So he probably had, he probably spent a lot of that time, other than writing his other films, he probably spent a lot of that time going, okay, how do I make a film that people will greenlight and then attach it to the series and then right. get the rest of the, right. you know, bring the other yeah. characters yeah. back? That's and, an interesting thought. Yeah. so interesting, man. He just shoots it all in Philadelphia. Yeah. Just all that stuff is all interesting. Just very, I don't know, Hitchcock-esque. So the, the other question I have is, is, um, is where do you think they go from here? Because when glasses, because when glass is dying, he says origin yeah, story. When glass is dying, he goes, "I was wrong. This is an origin story." Yes. Yeah, but it's, it's it could story. be origins of everyone else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it could be it could, be, it could go, be origins of other heroes because he's thinking about what happens when the the, the video gets out to the world, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or it could be, or he could be talking about it. It's an origin story for the 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 Illuminati group that, that we find mm. out about. At right. The end, right. right. Well, you know, that threw me off too. When he said that, he's like, this is an origin story. I'm like, what, where, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was the hope, actually, the hope that is that was, still didn't get that, it. Like, was, like you said, uh, that, that was, was such a cool menacing line. Well, well when you're like, yeah. when you're like, wait a minute, what's happening? How, how, how is I, this? How, well, how, well, how are all like the characters, how are like all the important characters dying? Joseph, Joseph Dunn, Joseph Dunn. Maybe. That's what I'm hoping. I don't think they're. Gonna I don't know if out. he's going to continue it anymore. I think. I think that's too. I mean, I don't anybody, know. If anybody, if anybody, it's got to be him. Like, like you said, traumatic child. Tra- I mean, traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, could trigger something I, like I that. I think it goes know? from. I think if there's another movie, it's even Star- Casey Cook. I mean, she, I mean that would be that's cool if, if she became she has, a the, she has the trauma more so than Joseph. Right. Um. I guess I would say that. I guess I was thinking more so that if if there's another movie that would start with the Illuminati group and who they further target. Mm-hmm. But then, because this video is out there, there's potential that they're more well known now, um, and their yeah. presence is more well known. And then it right. kind of reverses. Could be interesting, yeah. right? So, Brad, you said you had something you wanted to address. Uh, I, I'm not going to take too long. Okay. But, um, the the shining star of this movie is the continuity of it. 
just okay. 100%. Because, yeah. because they even get, they even, M. Night goes so far as to address and add his own character, his own oh, cameo. Oh, yes, yes, his own movie. cameo yeah. from the first he, movie, he yes. Reprised he reprised his own cameo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And he's like, he's like, yeah, 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 what did you work at that, you know, that baseball stadium? And I was like, this is the same dude? Yeah. This is the same dude. And, yeah. and, and also, what going off what you're saying there, it also explained what happened in that first movie. Because in that first movie, he's like, you know, I, I touched that guy and I just right. felt like there's something wrong. But he found that he didn't find anything on him. And then Shyamalan just walks out of the stadium scot-free. And you're kind of like, okay, what happened there? He didn't find anything wrong with him. But then it's explained 15 years later. He goes, I used to hang out with a bad crowd there, but I turned my life around. So he really was right. He was right. right. That guy he did have drugs right. on him. Yeah. But he got rid of him. Yeah. 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 Um, so really uh, yeah. good. Yeah. What I didn't like was... Once again, I wanted I wanted some more visceral fighting between the yeah. board and Dunn, yeah. the, the overseer. I wanted yeah. a little bit more of that. Yeah, Didn't more fighting. It. Didn't get it. I was like, okay, these riot police officers split them up, and there's like four for each. Why aren't there more riot officers there? All right, whatever. But anyway, so I wanted like kind of like a a Dunn like like Falcon Punch, just like kind of boom, they all yeah. fly. You know, the right. shoes go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I, I, I uh, think yeah, it's tough to do that. I I mean. If you, if you do do that stuff, you, you start to get into the Superman Avengers realm right. where you do the uh, punch. Yeah. Everybody's flying. I also, it's, right. it's hard. And I also, right. I, I really do doable. think. I think it's doable. It, I think it is too. Potentially, but I also really do think that Shyamalan tried. I really do think he sculpted certain aspects of this movie, especially the end, based around the tropes that we see in current superhero movies. And I mean, I mean the whole, I mean the whole idea that that Glass essentially essentially cheats everybody out of that that big battle in the big super massive building going right. up over Philadelphia. It was totally a tropey thing that a Marvel movie would have done right. or a DC movie would have done, and and you could tell he was playing with those ideas and but wanting to subvert them. I don't think he wanted to play into those tropes. Yeah, well, now, I, mean, now, one, one, now I guess you maybe. could say to me he kind of traded one trope for another. Well, because the yeah. Illuminati group is not something that's super original. Um, yeah, well, but, one one thing I I, I wish would have happened um, was you know at the end of the Matrix when here uh, Neo completely embraces who he is. You know, uh, you know we see we hear that music and Neo stands up and you're just like okay it's on now. You know it's it's really on. There was never really like a moment with David Dunn where it's like okay right. it's on now. You know, uh, like I said, like I, I I wish there was a part where it was kind of evident that david dunn fully embraced see david dunn kind of always embraced that he needed to protect people that's why i became a security officer um he always kind of opened up a security store right he always knew that he had to protect people but he never really fully appreciated his potential that's why mr glass was there and i wish there was a moment where he fully embraced his potential and then there was like this shining moment where like oh my gosh there is no question but this I, guy is a superhero I know, but then you have to kill him off differently yeah you don't and also, like, also you could kill him and again as kill a, him as soon as he realizes as, and, that I yeah mean, that's and again tough. as a protector again as a protector it's also tough because up until i mean he he never understood he never realizes until it's too late about the about the Illuminati type group, yeah, and so up until then, you think those riot police are police. <laughs> I just love that name, so, Illuminati group. So, so, <laughs> lack of better term. Yeah, so, so you Cloverfield. I mean, so up until up until this point, he thinks the riot police are, are police. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's not going to hurt the police in a right. permanent type of way. Yeah. But if he has, if he if he goes from whatever he was there at ten percent to a hundred percent, and he falcon punches a police officer 
50 feet. I mean, you potentially kill somebody there. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, so unless right. he's doing it directly to, unless he's doing it directly to the horde. Um, well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying there could be a scene where they get on, the, the riot police get on him and they're like pressing him down, but he just stands up and just blows them all away. You maybe. know, it sends them flying. I don't, I don't he know. can that do that. happened in the movie. That happened? That, like, the horde takes one guy, throws him against the wall. Like, that was like, okay. Oh, that's right. I remember I that. Like, yeah. Okay, come on. In the hallway. Can we get David Dunn to do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. I wish I could have seen more of him. Yeah, I, saw, right. I, thought, I think I saw. Too I wanted to see the overseer unleashed, and right. I, guess, I guess we never right. saw him unleashed fully. Oh, yeah. You know, I get that. E- even in the first one, Unbreakable, like he choked right. the guy to death. You know, which which was cool, but just still not enough for me to be like fully one hundred percent. I'm ninety nine percent committed to David Dunn as a superhero, but there's just that one percent. I'm part of the one percent. There, uh, there's that one percent where you could have just added as like the icing on the cake. Completely, completely let him realize his full potential. For for me, for me, I think for me personally, the like it's it's been pretty clear that Shyamalan's trying to tell a di- a different superhero story, and so and so to me, if if that's the lot, if if he was worried about crossing the line into being the same as the others by making his characters too unrealistic or too powerful. To me, I, I prefer him on the on the line that he I prefer that he didn't cross the line. I guess. Okay. I like that he's trying that. to tell a different story. Yeah. We yeah. don't need a we don't need another we don't need another of the same or more of the same. I guess. Right. Just, right. Right. I, I right. like that right. it's different. So. Right. So okay, folks. Well, that's been our segment this uh, this week. Uh, big ticket item. We talked about glass. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, next week we are going to talk about. Um, our lists list next week is lists. The lists are three of the most realistic death scenes that we've oh, seen yeah. in movies. Joey's excited about I'm his really list. Excited, right yeah. when he walked through my door, he said, "I'm really excited about my list." Um, so thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next week. See ya.